Definitely Baby acknowledges the traditional owners, the Wurundjeri Willem and Boonarong peoples of the Kulin Nation, of the land on which we record and share our stories. We pay respects to their elders, past, present and future, and recognise this unceded land on which we live, work and learn always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Definitely Baby, a podcast that shares interviews with people about their unique experiences in transitioning into parenthood. I'm your host, Chelsea McRae, and in each episode, Definitely Baby shares stories about parents' postpartum period and beyond, and about the challenges and nuances that we unearth in this deeply beautiful yet intense time. Every parenting journey is full of surprises, but if you can count on one thing, it's definitely baby. Hey everybody, welcome to episode six. In this episode, Michaela from episode two has kindly come back on to interview me. I hope you enjoy hearing a little bit more about me and my journey into parenthood. I'm excited and kind of nervous to share it with you. So an unplanned pregnancy halfway through my master's degree meant some huge yet beautiful life changes for my partner and I. In this chat, Michaela and I talk about the wonderful support that we received in the postpartum period and how the time that I actually found the most challenging was after my daughter was six months old and that support began to wane. We talk about navigating both my partner and I going back to work, my positive breastfeeding journey identity and relationship changes, and my struggles with my body image. Some of these things were particularly hard to speak about, and I do feel quite vulnerable sharing them, but I hope that me talking about these experiences can offer some kind of comfort or camaraderie to anyone who may be feeling or may have felt anything similar. So let's get into it. Hi, Michaela. (laughs) Hi, how are you going? Good, thank you. How are you? (laughs) Good, thank you. Baby's asleep, so that's good. Oh, good, great. (laughs) Thank you so much for (laughs) coming back onto the podcast to interview me for my episode. That's okay. It's a pleasure. Mm, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's a yep. It'll be. I'm interested to interested to hear all your yeah your answers and everything. Mm, Ah, thanks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so you can kick it off. You're in the interview chair today. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. <laughs> um, well, so to start with, what what would you like to tell us about your life before you became a parent? Mm, yep. So obviously I'm Chelsea. <laughs> my pronouns are she, her. I grew up for most of my life in central Victoria, then have lived in Melbourne, in Nam for the last 10 years. And I've done an undergrad of arts, sociology, anthropology, and I was halfway through my master's of teaching when I fell pregnant and finished that degree when my daughter was three months old. Wow, that must have been very yeah. busy for you. Yes. Yeah, well done. <laughs> very busy Gosh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. tell us a little bit about yourself and your family now. Yeah, so my family is myself and my lovely partner, Hagen, and our beautiful daughter, Hazel. <laughs> oh, and how old is Hazel? She's 16 months now. Yeah. 
lovely. And yeah. could you give us a brief summary of your pregnancy and birth? Mm, yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, so I, it was an unplanned pregnancy. Hagen and I were had only been together for nine months before I fell pregnant. I had a copper IUD that I got pregnant on. So, uh, yeah, definitely was a very, yeah, (laughs) very big decision for us. Yes, unexpected. Yeah, yeah, and we took some time deciding whether we were going to go through with the pregnancy. And, yeah, and then after we had done that, uh, yeah, it, it was all getting pretty exciting. I had pretty horrible morning sickness at the start. I Mm. didn't throw up many times, but I just felt nauseous and sick all day. They call it morning sickness, but it was definitely all day sickness (laughs) for me. Yes. And yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of women experience that sadly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, luckily that subsided by you know around I think it was pretty much bang on the 12 week mark and yeah then we yeah we had the um I got the the nip test but uh, I'm not not sure why but they couldn't tell the gender uh, the sex of the baby sorry from from that which yeah I Mm. thought that that's what we were getting but we didn't we didn't get that and then uh, yeah, the rest of the pregnancy went pretty smoothly. We did find out her sex at the twenty-week scan because, being an oh, unplanned okay. pregnancy, I think that yeah, yeah, I think that that was kind of something that was really good in making me feel more connected to yeah, the baby, yeah. knowing the sex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we we had a student midwife that was on board, and we had a private midwife as well, because continuity of care was always something that was really important to me. And then we were also luckily lucky enough to get into the Cosmos program at the Royal Women's, which was really great. I'm not sure oh, okay. if you've heard about that before, or no, I haven't. Yeah, that sounds. Mm. What what is? Yeah, tell tell me. Ask more about mm. that. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so that's kind of a a midwifery-led care program where there's four midwives on each team. So I think they have different colours, like red, yellow, all of that kind of stuff. So then, yeah, you have the four midwives. You have a main midwife who you see each appointment and who is on call for you throughout uh, your pregnancy and then hopefully will be there for your birth and if not, her then one of the other midwives from the team will be there for your labor that sounds really good Mm. yeah that's Mm. great yeah yeah and yeah I think um not not many people get into that and I think a lot of people you kind of have to know about it and request to you know apply I guess to be in it so yeah we felt very lucky there to get in um yeah Yeah, that sounds like a great how did you find out yeah um, I think through listening to the Australian Birth Stories podcast, actually, oh, okay. that someone mentioned it and, yeah, because I was going through the Royal Women's, I looked into it from there and I was like, this sounds pretty great. And I spoke to them at, uh, I called a midwife from the hospital uh, or, like, yeah, some number from the hospital and I was like, I really want to get into this program. And, yeah, so, yeah. Oh, cool. mm. And, yeah. Have, yeah, and your birth, and the birth. How did that? 
how did things progress? Mm. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so our private midwife in the end, at, when I was 38 weeks pregnant, they changed the rules at the hospital so we couldn't have a support person um, come along with us. So uh, yeah, but she ended up being able to help us out at home for a little bit for the labor. Uh, they had wanted to induce me because I was nearly 42 weeks and the fluid around Hazel was reducing. Oh, wow. So yeah. Mm, yeah. Yep. So they they were pretty keen to get me induced, but I did end up going into labor naturally, labored at home oh, for good. yeah, I think I think it was I went into labor on the morning of the 10th of October, really early uh, in that morning, then labored till about 7 p.m. Then our private midwife came, was there with us overnight. And because of Hazel's position, she was kind of in a posterior position, despite all my efforts to do spinning babies throughout my pregnancy, like throughout the last months of month of the pregnancy. Uh, she just stubbornly did not turn. <laughs> She's still <laughs> still just as stubborn today. Yes, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then <laughs> did some spinning babies in labour as well and then still wasn't turning. So my body wasn't being set into active labour because of that. So I was kind of having um, this up and down kind of labour. Oh, and I didn't mention it as well, but I'd, I'd been having a little bit of prodromal labour for a few weeks before I gave birth as well. So ah, do you, what does prodromal label? So it's kind of, yeah, it's when you have kind of building contractions and, you know, you kind of start to think, okay, it's on, you know, maybe this is it. Um, but then when I actually was having the proper labour contractions, I think they were quite different to those prodromal labour ones. So, uh, oh, yeah, okay. maybe that was, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we... So I labored overnight and I was getting pretty exhausted because I was in a lot of pain from the posterior labor. Yeah, and I've, I've heard that's very painful. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, definitely was. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we, yeah, I spent a bit of time in the bath at home and anyway, then in the morning, the midwife had kind of said, suggested that we go into hospital because I had been in labor for a while and I was in a lot of pain. And even though it hadn't been in my birth plan, she'd said that she thought it was a good idea that I get uh, an epidural just to kind of like ease a bit of the pain and hopefully give me some yeah. relief. Because uh, yeah. I think it had been about, about 30, 30 hours I'd been in labor at this stage. Gosh, that's so, that's so long. And then to have yep. to deliver a baby as well. <laughs> That's yep. 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 Exactly. So yeah, I was kind of um not really sh <laughs> sure how that was gonna gonna happen, but so yeah, so we got into the hospital and our cosmos midwife was there, which was really lucky. And yeah, she was great. As soon as I got there, I was like, oh, I've wanted to see you this whole time, and yeah, it was really nice to see her. I was having a contraction a contraction in the hallway and uh, she gave gave me this little um that sounds very like movie like mm, yes it does yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and as soon as she like saw me she like powered down the hall and she gave me this little sacrum massage and was like come on we've got the got the room set up for you and she had it set up so beautifully with these little we had a birth suite with these like led candles and oh, wow. she had a birth playlist going and it was all dim and oh, yeah that's yeah. That's great. 
yes, it was very nice. And then, yeah, I had some gas and air and labored for another 10 hours there. And then I think that it still, I still wasn't in active labor because of her position. So they decided inducing me was the best and I had an epidural at that stage too. Uh, so yeah, I finally got to have a bit of rest after then. Oh, did that? Did you? Did that help? The... Yes. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. I, I think I was. I was just so exhausted. So yeah, um, that probably in a way made me even more exhausted. But at least I, yeah, I could get a a break from just like you know every because my contractions, even though they weren't doing the consistent thing of active labor, they were very frequent and very painful every time I did have one. So that sounds that sounds very tough. Yes. Yep. Definitely was. Uh, yeah. And our student midwife could come in the end as well, which was really nice for her. Cause I think she'd only been to one birth before ours and, uh, it was good for Hagen oh, to have that extra support as well. I think she yeah. could, they could bounce, yep. bounce ideas with each other. Yeah. Cause I was kind of on another planet. Yes. Yep. Um, yeah. So then the Pitocin and did set me into active labor and I had like a peanut ball between my legs and but I think it yet still just wasn't kind of moving forward that that quickly and I was just getting really exhausted and then an obstetrician ended up coming in and started suggesting a c-section and then Hazel's heart rate started to flag a little bit so um yeah then then they started started pushing for that which we ended up going to do yeah yeah. Yep. There you go. That's a, yeah. I think you just got to do what you've got to do in that situation. Yes. Yep. Yeah, totally. And um, yeah, she came out with, um, you know, nine or 10 APGARs and, you know, although it was, wasn't something that I had planned at all, I still felt really empowered in the birth because I'd done so much research and, listened to so many birth stories and I felt, you know, I, I knew what was happening at every stage of the labor. And I think it was an, a really positive experience for me overall. So, yeah. Oh, good. good. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm. Wow. And, yeah. Um, so how, how did you feel the first few days after your birth and how was your recovery? How were you feeling around then? Mm. Yeah. Yep. So I was in the hospital for three days. I think I felt pretty dazed there, but also kind of calm if I can remember correctly. Maybe that's just kind of (laughs) thinking back now. Maybe that's not how it was (laughs) at the time, but relieved. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, it's funny to describe because yeah, I guess I didn't feel super connected to Hazel at that point, but I also had this strong sense of contentment and like this feeling that, you know, she's my baby and I just care for her now, (laughs) you know, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I imagine you were probably very exhausted (laughs) after all of that. Yes, I was definitely, definitely very exhausted and in pain and all of those things. Um, and yeah, I did really like, even though Hagen couldn't be there because of uh, COVID restrictions during the night, he'd come in during the day uh, and he'd be there with me okay. the whole time. Uh, yeah, like I did 
like the comfort of being able to press a button anytime I needed and a nurse would come in and help me. So all I kind of had to do was sit there, feed this little bean that I had, like lay her in the bed next to me. She was, you know, super sleepy. It was just kind of like, yeah, sleeping around the clock basically. And yeah, uh, yeah. Now Cosmos midwife and her student midwife, who'd also been at our birth, came in uh, and visited us the next day after a birth. And our Cosmos midwife gave Hazel her first bath and Hagen got to hold her in the bath. And we have this really sweet video of of that, which is, yeah, that was a really lovely Aww, thing too. Very cute. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Well, it sounds good. Yes. Yep. So yeah, that was all pretty positive. And then I guess the day that I was discharged and we came home, that's when things got a little bit overwhelming for me. We had our family through to visit her at home because they couldn't visit in the hospital. Uh, and that was nice, but also feels like a bit of a, a daze for me. I was still in pain from the cesarean and I guess I kind of didn't really feel like myself or very human at that point. Mm. I remember that first night being home was super overwhelming. You know, Hazel was waking up quite a lot and there was her wee and poo and spew just everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yes. Hagen and I were just like, oh my God, what are we, what's happening? How do we do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's like babies don't, they don't come with instruction manuals. Mm, yes, totally. Yes. Yeah. And um, so was there anything you found, you know, particularly challenging in those first few weeks um, with, you know, visitors and um, housework, meals and cooking? Hmm. Yeah. So we were really lucky uh, with this because we had, you know, our close family like Hagen's uh, sister and her wife and his parents and my mum and auntie, they, you know, were around a lot. They were helping us out with um, meals and with cleaning up the house and all of that in the first bit of time, which was really appreciated and we had our beautiful friend Maya organized a meal tree for us so we had every couple of days we had people dropping food around which yeah it was just invaluable that having that support and having that kind of yeah yep not having so yeah I guess we didn't have to think about those kind of things that much oh that's good if that makes sense because it was yeah that was all kind of done and just concentrate on the baby yes yep exactly which was beautiful and Hagen would bring me in food and bring me in kind of yeah all the all the medication and things like that I needed and he was really great and was really on top of all of that so yeah that was really nice I guess the main thing that I found challenging in that period was managing visitors because yeah as I was saying before I was super exhausted and yeah, just didn't really feel like myself. Um, And as much as I wanted my friends to meet her, I just didn't have the energy or that drive to kind of have them come. Yeah, 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 that's fair enough. Mm, Yep. Yeah, and I guess people were generally so lovely and patient and didn't impose on us, which was, yeah, which was really great as well just gave you the time that you needed Mm, yeah how much time did Hagen have off work 
Mm, so we were really lucky with this. He he works at this beautiful school that he's worked at for a really long time and they allowed him to have the whole last term off school. Like he had some year 12, so he finished up with them oh. and then, yeah, he just, he could spend so. Oh, great. Also had school holidays, so he spent, you know, two months of the last term with us and then we had six weeks of holidays as well so it wasn't till hazel was about four months old that he started back at work oh okay wow that's great Mm, yeah that's really good and how when he went back to work how how did you find the transition of him going back, back to work yeah so um we actually went back to work at the same time so we have our own little tutoring business so we Um, yeah we discussed kind of whether I would start back at the start of term one and so we were just kind of seeing how I was feeling and I was feeling pretty good and we had lots of familial support and yeah Hagen's parents and my mum and auntie were willing to come around and help us out during that time that we would we would do those classes. So yeah, I felt pretty comfortable in going back to work at that stage. And yeah, but I guess it was it was a bit of a tricky thing to navigate, you know, not only him going back to work, but uh, me myself and going from having, you know, doing 50-50 parenting every day, being there, not mm. doing a lot um, and to, yeah, navigating yeah. both of us being back at work. So that was a bit of a shock to the system for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, how were the next few months of your postpartum period and Mm. where did your main um, sources of support come from? Mm. Yeah, so I think that we had, yeah, a lot of support from both our parents, as I was saying, and that was really nice and some close friends were really beautiful and would stop around to my house. Like I I wasn't really going anywhere and people would just come to visit me there and bring some nice food and, yeah, everyone was very accommodating. And, yeah, I guess the the first part of my postpartum period, the first and then the first few months, like it was very easy for us in a lot of ways. So I feel very lucky for that. Mm. And the main period, I guess, that became challenging for me was when Hazel was about, you know, six to seven months old when the, you know, the meal tree train was completely gone and the support (laughs) that you get during that postpartum period was starting to wane. And yeah, like yeah. that was that was kind of the yeah. biggest shock. You you're not riding that hormonal high as much anymore. So um, yeah, that was definitely the most challenging period for me. I would say. Yeah, and um, tell us how how was your feeding journey, or how's your how's your feeding journey been with Hazel? Mm, yep. So that has been really positive overall. Um, I guess she. Yeah, I often say she got onto my boob as soon as she came out and she hasn't left since. (laughs) 
um she <laughs> yeah she um she's long she, truly attached <laughs> yes yep she absolutely loves them it's uh yeah she was still going strong with our breastfeeding journey she yeah she's she oh, loves right. to request it at any available opportunity <laughs> um and yeah that's so cute um, yeah yeah so yeah that's been a really positive experience and yeah I have had a few bouts of uh like clogged milk ducts that one time led to mastitis where you know I'd get oh. the really sore red red yeah. breasts and uh the I had yep. like pus pus coming out of my nipple which that was a really painful period uh but yeah yeah mm. so that's yeah that's probably the most yes got through that and yeah that was that's really the only kind of challenges I've had with breastfeeding which I feel so lucky about I think that so many people do have like a lot of challenges with breastfeeding so I do feel very fortunate yeah um, that it's been so easy for me oh good mm. oh that's so yep. good yeah, yeah. That's great. Mm. Yeah. And how about sleep? How about mm. sleep with Hazel? Yes. So that's been up and down, you know, at the start. She, as I was mentioning before, she woke up a lot overnight and that was a very challenging period. That main kind of sleep deprivation at the start is really tricky. Um, and, yeah, but she generally has slept pretty well. We had a tough period around four to five months, I think. And we went to like a day stay sleep program and they helped us with some settling oh, in the okay. cot techniques and things like that. And that, yep. that helped us for a while, but we didn't really stick to them. We had a few times where we'd go away. Both our sets of parents live in the country. So going up there often disrupts any kind of sleep routine you're trying to <laughs> trying to get into so yeah absolutely um mm, yeah yeah uh yeah I guess my main issue that I had with sleep was I got quite obsessive about googling and researching sleep related things or looking up instagrams and mm. thinking a lot into it and what Hazel or I should be should be doing in inverted commas and yeah, at times mm, made myself yep. pretty miserable thinking about thinking too much into that, I think. Uh yeah, so yeah, we yeah. haven't done oh, there's so much information out there. Mm, yes, yep, there is. And so much conflicting information as well. Mm. Mm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so we In haven't the end, done doing what's right for you. Mm. Yes, yep, totally. And yeah, and that's kind of what we did and what now I feel a lot more comfortable with, like I guess I, you know, I still now I still often feed her to sleep, which, you know, it feels like this yeah. dirty secret or something that I have because so many things <laughs> that I had researched and so much of the discourse around sleep and, as I say, that conflicting information is that you shouldn't feed them to sleep because that's going to create bad habits or, you know, difficulties down the line um, and that yeah your baby shouldn't be feeding overnight over one year of age and you know all of these age appropriate kind of things that I would look up but yeah as you say at the end of the day it's what works for you and for your family and for us I don't mind 
feeding her overnight and I don't mind feeding her to sleep. It's such an easy way to get her to sleep and, you know, it's really comforting for her. So, yeah, that's really worked for us and made things a lot easier at certain points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do the same thing as well, so there you go. <laughs> mm, yes, yep. And I feel, you know, a, a lot of people, mums that I've spoken to kind of do the same. It's like you, you tentatively admit it to each other and it's like, oh, yeah, I do I, I do that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I know. There yeah. you go. Maybe we, well, a lot of us are and no one really says anything. So. Yes, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, that makes me feel better too. <laughs> Mm, yes, um, I'm glad. <laughs> so, how about how about your relationship with Hagen? How has that changed since you become parents? Mm, yeah, this is a funny one because, as I mentioned at the start, we'd only been together for nine months before I fell pregnant. So, um, yeah, I guess our relationship, in a lot of ways, is always in a state of flux because we haven't had that mm. longevity of it. Um, or yeah, at least we didn't when, when I fell pregnant. Uh, but yeah, I think overall, like we're more in love than we have ever been. And we have a really beautiful, supportive relationship. We prioritize communication with each other and we often check in and, you know, he's a really, really beautiful, beautiful father. He's really, yeah. I mean, we have had periods of nipping at each other you know, if uh, we've been going through a tricky sleep period with Hazel or, yeah, anything like that, I can kind Mm. of, yeah, definitely tensions start to run high a little bit and I, yeah, I guess I've felt not as much anymore but maybe, yeah, around that difficult period I was talking about at six or seven months I was feeling a bit resentful at at that time because his life has been far less altered than mine has by parenting you know he still gets to work a job full time his body didn't undergo these massive changes and he still has body body autonomy in a lot of ways whereas for me there's a baby on my boob (laughs) reliant on me to survive a lot of the time yeah you're still breastfeeding Um, (laughs) yes yeah yeah and yeah he he kind of you know can go out for as long as he wants without having to think about, you know, having to be home to feed Hazel uh, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yep. Mm, yep. Uh, yeah. It's it's a different, it's definitely very different. Mm, yes. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, overall, yeah, we're in a really good place and we have a lot of respect for each other. Oh, good. Mm. Very important. Mm, yes. Yeah. Uh, how about your relationship with friends since you've had Hazel? Um, and do you ha- like do you have many friends who have kids? I don't have many friends who have kids. I mean, I, ha- I do have a friend, a few who do, with kids maybe a little bit older or that live outside of Melbourne, but no one in our close friendship circle has kids or is close to having them anytime soon. But our Friends, yeah, our close friends have been so beautiful and so supportive. I mentioned obviously our friend Maya earlier who made that meal tree for us, which was really beautiful. And 
you know, my best, yes, yeah, my best friend and Hagen's best friend got together when Hazel was just a few months old and they have this really beautiful relationship now and we spend a lot of time with them and they're super accommodating and, uh, you know, they, yeah, Yeah. for us and our situation and they try and make events or holidays and things suit us or, yeah, and that's really really beautiful and yeah we're super thankful for them and for everything that they yeah they do for us which is which is really beautiful and yeah as I was saying earlier people coming around while I just sit on the couch and feed Hazel or we can go for walks together in my local area which I'm so thankful for because going anywhere with a newborn or even an older baby, who am I kidding, (laughs) is hard. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, but inevitably it's been difficult because some for some of my friendships we're just in such a different life stage. So, yeah, some of my friendships have definitely drifted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, yeah, understandable. Yeah. Yeah, very big changes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, going on from that, how has your sense of your own identity changed? Mm. Yeah, so this has been a really huge change, as I'm sure (laughs) a lot of parents can relate to. Um, Yeah, you know, it's funny, though, because on one hand, I feel like the person that I've always been, but then on the other hand, I feel like my identity isn't even comparable to what it was before, which, yeah, it's this funny kind of, yeah, funny thing. And, yeah, I guess it's going back to what I was saying about my friendships before. I feel like in some ways I'm stuck between wanting to be in that same place that my friends are sometimes and kind of I oscillate between yeah I guess having this strong desire to be my old self and my old identity and between kind of almost rejecting that completely and wanting to just delve deeply into this new identity I have as mother yeah yeah just like being a mum full time it's a lot there's a lot to yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. And yeah, I guess the fact that, you know, I wasn't planning to have a baby when I did, especially, yeah. you know, not until I was a little bit older, at least, I guess that comes into it too. Like I didn't have much time to prepare for this life change that is so monumental. Um, yeah, which is definitely, yeah, it has been a huge thing, but it's also you know, becoming a parent has been like the fa- my favourite thing that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> you know, it's been so wonderful and I, I definitely, I don't know, in some way I do feel calmer and more myself than I ever have been in, yeah, in some ways and, yeah, I just feel really connected to being Hazel's mum and I guess, yeah, it feels like, yeah, it feels like we're these little soulmates, like we're always meant to be together, which is such a cute <laughs> feeling. Yeah. I know. You're, you feel like you've always known them or they've always been there or something. Yes. Yep. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Mm. Oh, good. And um, so how, how have you been taking care of your mental health during your transition into parenthood? Mm, yep. So, yeah, a big thing for me here has been prioritising things like catching up with friends and making sure that I'm getting my own time when I can and also exercising. Exercising's always been a really key thing for my mental health. So I did really struggle, you know, during my pregnancy in those the last trimester and in the early postpartum period when I was too exhausted and lacked like the strength to work out. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you exercise much during pregnancy? Not really. Like I was doing a online yoga class, like um, prenatal yoga class, but that was very like slow and, you know, gentle. Um, And I did try and go on walks as much as I could, but, you know, near the end, you're just so in so much discomfort. (laughs) um, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I was getting like lightning crutch or whatever in the last bit of my pregnancy. So I mean, that was only a couple of weeks yes. or maybe a month. It's all a bit of a blur. That's <laughs> um, just a big change for your body to go through, like carrying all the extra fluid and totally. the baby. Yeah, yeah. And the hormones. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was kind of, yeah, a little bit discombobulating at that time, I guess. But yeah, I guess um, it wasn't until Hazel was like nine or 10 months old as well that I started having more energy and drive to go to things like, you know, Pilates or yoga classes or to the gym in general. And yeah, I guess kind of coming back to my identity stuff, like my body image is something that I have actually struggled with a lot with like after birth and in my postpartum period like a few months Mm. after I'd given birth um yeah like people around me and family were kind of saying you know they these kind of comments like oh the baby weight will just kind of drop off and breastfeeding makes all the weight just drop off and Uh, yeah yeah you know like I all of those kind of discourses around weight started to become quite triggering for me I guess and um yeah, like like struggling. I'd always had a pretty good body image in general and felt pretty comfortable with my body. But yeah, after in my postpartum period, my body felt bigger than it ever had before. And that kind of felt foreign to me. Like I'd always, yeah. And I guess, yeah, I just didn't feel like myself when I looked in the mirror or when I looked in photos and so I guess going hand in hand with the other monumental identity changes that you're going through I felt a little a bit lot to go yeah yeah I felt a little a bit to handle totally I felt a bit disassociated with myself when I looked at and thought about my body um yeah yeah and has that changed now yeah I think that I am in a really good place now um yeah when when I started being able to work out more and yeah just during that 
period, I kind of, you know, I got into weighing myself and it consumed my thoughts a lot, which was quite a foreign feeling for me Mm. as well. And I recognize as well that it just isn't a healthy mindset. And I guess I think my mental health was struggling a lot in that period. Um, And yeah, it feels kind of weird (laughs) to even talk about it because, yeah, like I think that you know, when looking at other people and thinking about other people, it's different when it's yourself. But yeah, when thinking about other people, I think that all body sizes and shapes are beautiful. And also that the least important thing about a person is what they weigh or what they look like. So yeah. 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 I think it is where we're, we can often be a lot harder on ourselves. Mm, yes. Unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. But it's good to hear that you're feeling better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I just wanted to kind of, I think it's good to be open about these kind of things and to talk about it and that I can, yeah, you know, offer any support to anyone who has felt or, you know, is feeling anything similar right now. Yeah, I imagine that a lot, of, like mm. it is a lot for your body to go through and to adjust back if you do start to feel back to normal again you know so yeah and then to have the time and energy to actually exercise Mm. along with everything else totally yes yeah 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 but yeah like I I guess yeah knowing what I know now as well and being in a you know a comfortable loving place with my body again you know I know that it is so normal to carry extra weight after pregnancy Mm. and while breastfeeding you know like that acts as an energy reserve that your body yeah necessary intelligently yeah intelligently keeps keeps there for yeah for that extra energy for the baby exactly because you yeah i think producing breast milk is you know such a important thing and takes up a lot of extra calories and Mm. nutrients out of your own body make you feel a bit depleted totally yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, how how's everything going for you now? Um. Yeah. Everything's going really well. Like Hazel is so beautiful. She's, she is. You know. <laughs> she's. Yeah. <laughs> she's speaking so many words and really communicating what she wants and, um, yeah, as well as like showing her affections to us and you know the close people in her life that see her all the time which is just so beautiful to witness I love I just love seeing that like it's yeah it's the cutest and she's just running around and climbing on everything and um, yeah it's really fun and really beautiful yeah and in general I think I'm in a really good place as well as yeah as we did kind of touch on before like I yeah I'm feeling more connected to myself and I'm really enjoying exercising you know for the energy and for the kind of dopamine rush that it does give me I feel like I'm in so much of a better mind state and able to be so much of a better parent the weeks where I really get time to exercise and time to prioritize that in my life yeah such a you know I'm sure not for everyone but I know I imagine for a lot of people exercise is just such a good a good thing for your body and your mind yeah absolutely yes yeah yeah it's been really nice spending time with um, mum friends that I've made uh, through 
you know, mother's group or like yourself through yeah. swimming lessons. Yeah, or, <laughs> I know. That's been amazing. Yeah, other baby classes and it's really cute. Um, Hazel and Claudia get to catch up every week. and I know. It's really yeah. special. It's very cute. Yes. Hazel Hazel loves Claudia <laughs> so and much. And, yeah. It's, <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, Claudia yeah. can't say Hazel's name yet, but hopefully – Hopefully yes. that'll happen soon. <laughs> one day. <laughs> yes. Fingers crossed. One of Hazel's favourite names to say at the moment. Yeah. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah, so cute. But yeah, and I'm I love the kind of community that you get introduced to being a parent. Like everyone's so supportive and understands what you're going through. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, it's great. I think that's yeah. it's yeah. it's good to be able to connect with other yeah, other new new parents or not new parents. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good. And um, well, if if you could go back in time to visit new parent you, what words of advice or comfort would you give yourself about the parenting journey you're about to embark on? Mm, yeah. So, firstly, I would give new mum Chelsea a big hug, <laughs> and <laughs> you're doing great. Tell her, yes, exactly. You're doing you're great. Nailing this. You'll continue to do so. It might not feel like that right now and it might just feel like an absolute (laughs) muddle, but (laughs) you will get there. Um, Yeah, and I guess the main kind of thing here as well that I would say is to trust your instincts when it comes to parenting. Um, You know, I think I spoke about this a little bit earlier as well, but it's really easy I found it really easy to get caught up in comparison or in kind of the the mum guilt because there's so much noise and conflicting information mm. around how you should be parenting or what your baby should be doing to get so caught up in. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess just, yeah, going with what you instinctively feel like I truly believe that you know your baby best and you're the best parent for them although it may sometimes feel like you have no clue (laughs) what you're doing (laughs) well they change so quickly (laughs) yes yes they do yes and I feel like every stage there's so many changes and you think you've kind of you're nailing one one kind of stage and then a whole new stage comes in yeah, <laughs> and you've kind of got to got to do a whole rejig, which you know definitely makes things <laughs> keeps you on your toes. <laughs> yes, definitely. But yeah, in my um, new new days and months of being a parent, yeah, I felt kind of like I was feeling my way around in the dark, and I guess maybe seeking that guidance, and that's why I got so obsessive over researching different things. I wanted some answer or at least some reassurance from someone that. I was doing okay and yeah yeah doing more than okay (laughs) yeah yeah and yeah I would definitely tell myself that if I could go (laughs) go back and tell myself and you know for some people their instincts will absolutely tell them that you know sleep training or following really set routines or you know looking things up and doing that that's what's going to work for them and that's great you know like everybody's different all families are different and all babies are different as well yeah absolutely I think that's a a very yeah very important thing to to piece of information to give to other parents who might be feeling the same for sure 
so true. Yeah. So much, so much information out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, um, for the final question, um, what have you found the most surprising thing about parenthood? Mm. Uh, for this one, I guess just how you know all encompassing parenting is <laughs> and how much it does change your life you know people do tell you that but I guess I naively kind of thought that a baby would just slot into my life and that I'd just be able to do all the things that I used to do with the same figure just take the baby along <laughs> yeah <laughs> they'll just sleep or whatever yeah. um but that's definitely not the case <laughs> and your free time becomes so minimal and you're you know, at times it can feel like you're just tied to caring for this little bean, this little baby all the time, which, as I mentioned earlier, you know, it isn't a bad thing. It's just a huge adjustment that you have to go through, especially when you're used to being an independent, autonomous person for your whole life before that. You know, it's it's it can be really jarring when you're suddenly you have someone completely dependent on you. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to know what to expect, I think, a lot of the time. Yeah, I don't know if you can really know what it's like until you're in the situation. Totally, until you're in the thick of it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Those months of, and then you get more sleep deprived and as time goes by. Yes, yep, yep, <laughs> totally. But, yeah, you know. albeit it's such a beautiful life change and you know I as I was saying I love being Hazel's mum and I love this wild ride that parenting is yeah well you're a fantastic mum to Hazel thank you you can tell she absolutely adores you (laughs) I hope so why wouldn't she (laughs) yes make a very cute couple plus Hagen (laughs) yes Hagen's the third wheel <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's adorable. Yeah, she's adorable. <laughs> I <agree>. Very cute. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Michaela, for coming back on to the podcast and for asking me all the questions and yeah, interviewing me about my story. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I hope I did okay. I feel oh, it's a big responsibility to be asking the questions. <laughs> So, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. You did brilliantly. And yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah. That's a pleasure. And thanks for your stories. Yeah. No worries. I'll see you Wednesday at swimming. <laughs> yeah. I know. I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you've enjoyed it. If you'd like to see some photos of me or any of our other weekly guests, Check out the Instagram at Definitely Baby Podcast and give us a follow to see episode updates and information. I would really appreciate if you'd share this episode or any episode you've enjoyed with a friend, subscribe, and give it a rating. That really helps me to get it out there and into more people's lives. <laughs> I'll see you next week for another lovely episode.